What's up, everybody, and welcome to Miss Adventureland, and welcome to Panels and Pictures, our new comic book and comic book adjacent podcast. I'm Bobby, and I'm here with Justin. Hello, my friends. Hello, Justin. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just spectacular. Are you excited about the podcast this evening? Well, this is the first time you and I are going to be talking comic books on a podcast in... Three years? Four years? It's probably longer than that. <laughs> Feels like an eternity ago. When I think the last time that you and I were on the comic book podcast together was when Fantastic Four came out, Justin. Yep. I remember and in the studio. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yep. That's the last time I believe that we were um talking about comic books on the same podcast. Because the last time I talked about comic books on a comic book podcast and didn't just like guest and talk comics to review a movie or do an April Fool's joke was um, uh, like Batman versus Superman time period or something. Excellent so, film. Excellent film. <gasps> Mark with the raid coming in with eight people. Thank you so much. Thanks, bud. Thanks, buddy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How was your stream, my friend? I watched m much of it. Oh my god, that raid message. I love it because it's like a bunch of people. Oh, why did our why did our Misadventureland raid message come up? <laughs> oh, Cody, that's <laughs> uh, Cody, obviously Nightbot isn't subscribed because you don't see the thing. Um Anyway, um, Mark, welcome. Thank you. Happy birthday to Mark, everybody. Happy birthday, bud. Uh, a great guy. Had a great stream. Played Valorant, Fall Guys, and this video game called Overwatch, which is terrible. It's new. Have you heard of it? I've heard of. I've never heard of it. I don't know what it is. Um, so tonight on on the on the show, uh, we're gonna the show's gonna be broken up basically into two sections, right? It's gonna be um uh the panel section which is going to be comic book talk focused and then the pictures section pictures like yeah you're going to be in the pictures kid like old school movie um we're going to talk about movies and that's going to be the the bulk of what we do tonight and that's going to be um ranking the MCU movies uh but before we get into that we're going to talk about some comic book stuff here's the deal i am not I am just starting to like dip my toe back in. So part of this whole thing is I'm going to use this to force me to start reading them again. Cause if I'm doing content about it, it'll make me want to get, to get into it and, and to read it. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, so Justin for the first, at least few weeks and the first few shows at least is going to be, um, spearheading uh the comic book part of this because i can't because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about um which mm. won't be that different from when i first started doing talking comics so we're back back in that we've, um we've come full circle we've come full circle um this time justin though you won't be a listener being like these guys don't know what they're talking about you'll be on the show 
and other and people can say you don't know what you're talking about i mean that'll always happen whenever mm -hmm. i'm talking but yeah it's nice to be on this side of it yeah crazy what happens over the course of half a decade or more <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah, so I think in the future, this this beginning section will be talking about books that we've read, stuff like that. I don't really have anything as far as books to talk about, but Justin, I know that you read some stuff that you wanted to talk about. So yep. why, don't you, why don't you lay it on me, my friend? So I uh, have been in this weird spot with comics for, I'll say, the last year or two where I've been trying not to spend that much money and mostly doing okay with it. Um I realized I was spending, I was back to spending like almost $50 a week in comics. And I was like, I should really pull back. And so I, I try and keep myself locked at like a $25 maximum. Uh, I really wanted to just stop altogether and just go to, hey, you know, two, three times a year, I just grab a bunch of graphic novels during comiXology sales and I just can't do it. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman started writing, uh, started writing the X-Men and I was like, uh -huh. well, I can't, I can't wait six months to find out what happens. Right. Uh, which is now only going to be three months, apparently, with Marvel Unlimited. That news came out today. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I still won't do it, though. I still have to know what's going on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading a bunch of things, mostly Marvel, some DC stuff. I'm still reading Batman and Superman over at DC. I've kind of given up on Justice League for the time being. Uh, and uh, Marvel stuff. I'm still sticking with Spider-Man. Uh I picked up Daredevil, which I actually got Bobby to read. Yes, uh, that I did read. Chip uh, Zdarsky's Daredevil, mm -hmm. which is yes, really good, really good. Not I read whatever is on comic, whatever's on Marvel Unlimited at this point. Okay, it's so. uh, it's it's not like a bonkers uh, Zdarsky run. It's like a you know just a good Daredevil story, which mm -hmm. is like you don't expect out of Chip Zdarsky. But the thing I I guess I wanted to talk about most was there's two things, uh. Jonathan Hickman, like I said, is writing X-Men, and so his big X-Men event is going on. Now, Bobby knows nothing about what's going on with the X-Men. Absolutely I know zero. 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 Do I know? So I will try and explain this as easily as possible. Um, spoilers? Oh, are we doing spoilers? We, have, we need to talk about that off air. Well, we didn't talk about that off air. It depends on if it's books I haven't read, if you want me to read them or not. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so I'll give the basic boilerplate synopsis yeah. for what his X-Men run is. His X-Men run has the X-Men de declaring themselves their own sovereign state. Okay. And they do this, uh, and the sovereign state is on the island of Kokoa, Katoa. Mm -hmm. They somehow manufacture a drug that will cure a bunch of diseases and also expand uh, human life. And they offer this drug free of charge to the world. In return, they just have to be acknowledged as their own sovereign state. They have to be okay. acknowledged as their own country. And they have formed a line. They basically made it a mutant safe haven. And so any and all mutant foe or friend are welcome on this island. And they are creating their own society. And we're now over a year into that comic book run. And so it's spun out in just from X-Men. Uh, he wrote, I think it was Powers of X and House of X. There's like six issue miniseries. And then now it's spun out into the mm -hmm. entire X-Men line. So okay. X-Men, Excalibur, X-Force, um, Hellions, uh, 
and a whole bunch of other X books. He's got a team of writers with him. He's not writing all of them. He's only writing two. I think he's writing New Mutants and X-Men. And both of those books are excellent. But okay. all the writers are kind of in, in line with him. He's got like an idea going on. And so now their first crossover, uh, it's called Swords of X, is going on. And again, like I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but we've talked about it briefly. <laughs> yeah. So the main gist is that people from other worlds, which if you've paid attention to Captain Britain or, you know, anything, mm-hmm. it's like this whole other magical realm. And then there yes. is another there is another island that has a lot to do with apocalypse. Well, mm-hmm. the X-Men's island and this other island are meeting another world and they're having a tournament to see who can it's basically one-on-one combat and the ruler takes over the other place so the x-men are trying to defend basically defend the earth uh and we're it's a 22 issue miniseries and it's across it's going across all the books so i think we're up to issue seven and now i'm not reading any of those other books i'm reading like three x-men books but i've been picking up all these other books and it's like They've been doing a they've been doing what a lot of crossovers have a hard time doing, and it's making me interested in what those other books are. So like, I've never re- read a single issue of Hellions, but they do such a good job of stringing issue to issue that it's like whatever Wolverine did in his book now ties into this other book. And it's making me pick up all the issues and I'm super enjoying it so far. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, you're it's, not uh, you're not feeling taken advantage of yet by the. The, the the business model <laughs> no not yet not yet <laughs> well i mean the thing is the things that crossovers is if they're done correctly they're really cool like you know like when back when civil war came out or when like secret invasion when there was like one crossover a year right it was like reading all those extra books didn't feel like work it felt like wow this is like the block like the marvel blockbuster of the year and like what are they doing this year and it's like okay i'm gonna pick up a couple extra books here or there but for this it's uh i mean they, they kind of got away from that but this pull kind of pulls it back into that and it's mm-hmm. good story it's good storytelling and like i like there's a lot of x-men out there so it's like well what's havoc doing i don't know i haven't read havoc's it's astonishing x uh no it's astonishing avengers let me see what's going on with havoc and then like okay i, I haven't read a wolverine single story in forever let's see what's going on with wolverine oh cool he's in hell why is he in hell what's he doing down there um and yeah comic like books. of course that's just the of comic books hashtag comic <laughs> books and that's just the way these things are right like yeah the bad ones are the ones that you remember being like i i can't believe i had to buy 12 extra books or whatever like original sin like mm-hmm. i hated original sin and that's kind of where i got annoyed with with crossovers but when done right and when all the the writers are clicking on the same page it doesn't feel like i'm being asked to do extra it feels like cool i'm getting more detail on what's going on here right and so in that way it's good and you know i'm a stand for hickman so you are definitely are <laughs> you for sure are but it's like it's good stuff like i really want you to read powers of x and house of x it's mm-hmm. 12 it's 12 issues between the two of them and if it doesn't pique your interest then you could probably skip this whole x-men phase and come back right. whenever the, the clock gets reset <laughs> but those six issues like i was I have a I have like a love hate relationship with the X Men. Like there's certain runs that I really love, and there's other times where it's like I can't follow what's going on here, and I'm not into the whole thing that's going on. Whenever they made Cyclops an idiot, right? Um, 
that was like eight years of time yeah he was a cyclops idiot. cyclops was an idiot for a very long time <laughs> um but yeah the the mechanics that hickman's using and the ideas that he's doing are really cool for comic books um and yeah i'm like that's the the one thing i wanted to bring to the table that i'm super into uh Grun in the chat says that just because all the mutants are on one island the scheming doesn't stop and then he said this is how crossovers used to be back in the 90s yeah it's you know it's contained to the x-men books that's the mm -hmm. the neat thing like they just did a crossover with like the entire marvel universe um it was like the empire right they had to do oh, with okay. like the the, yeah. the skulls and the kree and it it pulled in spider-man and like i was like oh cool venom it, like it stopped whatever was going on with venom and i that's why i kind of fell off and that is like i don't want to read this but when it's tight and it's contained to like the Spider-Man books or the Avengers books or yeah. this, then it's like, okay, we're telling a story here. Not like, I don't have to read empire Spider-Man number one to see what's going on. It's like, this doesn't have anything to do with Spider-Man, but this is a, everything that's going on with the X-Men. So it, it just feels like a much tighter story. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, staying on the, the big two, just for right now, you, this is not a book you read, but you were talking to me earlier about DC and this announcement that they made or whatever, about the future of the their brand yeah Correct? so um the last couple of months especially during quarantine it was really hard to keep up with comic book news because everything was being delayed and the books weren't even coming out so i kept hearing this term 5g 5g and i'm like this is a bad term because all i think about is cell phones but apparently dc was going to do this thing uh coming up within the next month or two where they were going to kind of do one of their usual resets and they were going to age up the characters so like superman would no longer be clark kent it would be his son and batman would be either dead or just aged out of it and be older what the, the title of wonder woman would pass on to somebody else but those heroes would still be in the universe but the books would be with new characters and I don't know if it was just from internal backlash or um, if the pandemic had a lot to do with it, but that idea was eventually scrapped. And then Dan Didio, I forget how you say his last name, who was the yeah, Didio. I don't know. Yeah. Who was basically the big man in charge over at DC was let go. And the 5G plans were scrapped, but it's like, well, okay, well, writers were doing a bunch of work uh, on these lines to kind of, get ready for this um a lot of what was happening in batman recently was part of that um a lot of things happening in batman's life were supposed to kind of like gear towards this move to 5g so they scrapped all that but they still had some some threads hanging so it appears like dc is doing this like two month long kind of sub-series called future state which takes the ideas and instead of them making them permanent, they're doing like two month runs of this world. And so like Superman is no longer Superman at what, well, you know, Clark Kent is no longer Superman. He's exiled off of earth because of something he did. Uh, and his son is now Superman. So that book is called the Superman of Metropolis and it deals with John okay. and Batman is presumed to be dead. And there's a new Batman running around and Wonder Woman has passed off her title and it's Aquaman's kid is now the aquaman and there's a just new justice league book with a new green lantern and some faces that you would recognize some not and the 
the artwork and the covers and the issues that are going to be coming out, they all got revealed over the, like the last week or so. And it all looks really rad. Like I like new jumping on points uh, and like alternate tales, alternate worlds. That was the, that was the miracle of the ultimate universe for Marvel. When it first launched was like, Hey, we're telling stories that we couldn't really tell because of continuality and Canon. And we're going to just throw some new stuff at the wall and see what happens. And some really good stuff came out of that. We got miles out of that whole experience. Uh, so yeah, like the artwork's beautiful. It looks like Harley Quinn turned into tank girl, which seems like a natural progression for that character. And yeah, it, uh, it seems like a pretty cool thing. And that's going to, those issues are going to start coming out. I think next month. Okay. I mean, the only thing I know about it is that because I still follow Scott Snyder on Twitter, he'll like tweet about things and, and talk about things and mention how like, yeah, the thing I'm doing right now is leading into this thing. And I just, I, I only kind of see it in passing without really knowing um, what, what's going on. Yeah. But his, his death metal run supposedly leads right up into this. And I kind of fell off the train with death metal because it was okay. so freaking confusing. I need to read it all <laughs> in one, in one sitting. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about um, was I, I've been waiting on a couple of books to like kind of get up to issue 10, 11, 12 before I start reading them. Uh, one of those books uh, was There's Something Killing the Children from Boom. Boom Studios. Uh, and I knew that Boom is like is this company that's really exploding right now. Uh in popularity over the, over the last couple of years, they've, they've put out some really good books. Uh, and like I said, I've been waiting on reading a couple of them. Um, the Wunch in future is another one of these books. Their power Rangers book is way better than it has any right to be. Uh, and a lot of their number ones are selling out and then the reissues are selling out and it's just, just doing really good stuff. So I had heard about this book. There's something killing the children and it's a horror book written by James Tinian. And it is what it says. There is something killing a whole bunch of children in this town. And they don't skimp away from little children getting brutally murdered by some horrible monster. Oh, okay. All right. But they can't, adults can't see the monster. Only the kids can. Except for this mid-20s year woman who apparently shows up with this very big sword and goes into the woods to go hunt the monster. Uh, why she can see them is a mystery that you have to read to find out. And it's, I don't really read horror-ish books, but this falls into that category. Um, I would say it's somewhere between maybe like It and uh, Stranger Things. So like somewhere in that like a middle ground area. Uh, really cool, great art. Uh, I've read the first 10 issues at like one in the morning because once I started, I couldn't stop. And yeah, for, especially for like Halloween right now, I think like the first issues, the first volume is like 10 bucks on Comixology right now. It was a uh, it was really good. And I'm like, I was bummed out because I thought I had two more issues to go. And it was like, oh, these were for pre-orders and I can't read them <laughs> right now, which I'm bummed about. And it like it just started getting crazy. Uh, but yeah, like. Definitely can see what all the hype was about with uh, There's Something Killing the Children, awesome. besides it being such a crazy title. All right. So that's it for the, the panels talk for this week. Justin, I want you to think about something while we're doing the rest of the show. And at Tell the me. end of the show, I want you to give me an assignment for the next episode. 
Okay, I could do I have that right now. Something to read. Okay. <laughs> I already know what it's going to be. So. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll wait, can, we'll wait can, for the end. Hold it till the end of the show. I'm holding um, it in my fists. But yeah, yes, um, yes. We're gonna we're going to the pictures, Mark. The pictures. Um, and uh, we're gonna be ranking the uh, the MCU. Um, we're kind of it's our first podcast. We want to kind of level set um you know our our i guess general ideas about what because we're talking a lot about movies tv games uh comic book you know related um during the show so i want everybody to get all of a sort of like where um where all of us where we just and i stand on these rankings some of you will know because some of you have been long time listeners of justin and i on various different shows but some of you won't so we're gonna we're gonna do that megs thank you so much uh have fun have fun at work um and i i look forward to you in discord probably tomorrow or the next day live tweeting a recorded podcast in in, in the discord so live reacting i should say so I, i'm looking i'm very much looking forward to it um so um mark says oh thank goodness it's in chronological order yeah i copied a list mark because i didn't want I, this is what i didn't want to get to a situation where um you didn't have it uh no <laughs> Incredible Hulk definitely not is not going to be number two on our list. Um, so you can people who are watching at home can see if you're watching live twitch.tv slash misadventureland. If you're listening to the show, we have a we have a full list of all 23. Um, Justin thought there was 22 before we started recording, but there's 23 um, Marvel movies. What was the movie you forgot? It was the most forgettable one. Oh, this is one of the this is one of the contentious arguments that we're going to have during this during this this ranking list. So I'm just going to read them out. I'm not sure everyone knows, but I'm just going to read them out because that's as per tradition of just and I making lists on podcasts. Um, and I'll say right now, um, this is um, going to work like one of our end of the year game ranking shows. We're coming to a shared ranking of this. We're not doing Justin's rankings and my rankings. So we're going to have to agree on a order of these movies. Um, I think there's going to be like four or five movies that we disagree strongly on or disagree somewhat on and like two or three that we disagree strongly on. That's what I, that's, that's my guess. Um, so here's the list. And this is a, this is an order of release. Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers, Endgame, and Spider-Man, Far From Home. So we have our list of of the different movies. Um, Justin is going to be editing this list as we go. I think we'll, we'll, we'll share edit it, but you can see his name popping up right there. Um, I'm and, doing this uh, on my phone, so it'll be phone, interesting. So we might we might switch <laughs> we might switch it up, um, but um, we're going to attempt to rank these movies um, in an ordered list of twenty three. I suppose. Um, which should be something for sure. Um, and uh, we will obviously be responding to the chat as as we go through, because I'm sure some of y'all will have an issue. Um, okay, so Justin, how do you want to begin to attack the list? Do you want to talk about what we think are like 
I think it's best to do it sort of like in sections. Like, what are we going to agree are like the bottom grouping, the middle grouping, and the top grouping? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then we can sort of like go from there. And if even, you know, um, and I guess we should just, we'll just move ones around the list as, as, as we go along. Um, but we're going to 23 at the bottom, obviously will be the worst. And then one will be the, will be the best. Let's start with what we think are the worst <laughs> and see if we're, let, let's just try to get 20, the, the, the bottom five, Justin. So what 19 through 23, that's what sure. we're going to try to figure out. So, um, I'll tell you what I think are the five in the bottom five. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Iron Man two, uh, incredible Hulk, uh, Thor, the dark world. Um, let's see. Guardians of the galaxy volume two. And um i've named i've named the four i don't really like that much um and then let's say dr strange those would be my bottom five i think we got apparently gonna argue about a lot okay that's fine but i just want to i want to get i want to get the ball rolling all right so for me i i say we can immediately immediately move thor the dark worlds the incredible hulk and iron man 2 down the list okay i think uh, is iron man 2 the worst movie that marvel's made it's between that and Thor: The Dark World for me. It doesn't um, pick pick one to be last. I don't really care. I think Iron Man Two is probably last. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, so you want me to move it, Justin? Because I know it's tough for you on the phone to copy yes, and paste it, stuff. It would be it would be good. And the next time we I'll do, do this, I will. I'm not gonna have to, I'm not gonna have to like switch our camera angles very much here because we have the the two shot going on. So um, I'm gonna pull Iron Man Two um, down to the bottom here. Uh, let's see. So things go off the screen, guys. I apologize. I'm just gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> Iron Man two and Thor two are bad movies. Although I like Thor, The Dark World maybe a little bit more because of yeah. the cool Mjolnir scene. Mjolnir scene. There is there are let's say this. There are things I like about both movies. The but suitcase I think scene. Dave says. Generally, the suitcase scene in Iron Man two. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I enjoy moments and I enjoy performances in Iron Man 2 probably overall more than the performances in in Thor the Dark World. Uh, but you can just tell that the movie was not ready to be made from a script perspective when it was made. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think I'm pretty sure that like movie was a casualty of one of those like writer strike things where it had to be locked at a certain point and then they were kind of like making up as they went along on the set um that's fair and it's it's by far the worst showing of um scott johansson in the entire series in the entire marvel mcu for sure um also true. yeah Andrew says i would say iron man 2 is bad unless you like whiplash for some reason whiplash is so such a weird outlier of a marvel villain because it's like one of the only times they were like i don't know let's just take two different villains and smash them together and make a totally new different villain, you know? Um it, it's just a very it's a very weird it's a very weird thing. Um I, I'd say we can put the Incredible Hulk uh after that. I, I think the Incredible Hulk is significantly better than Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 2. I agree. 
but I don't know if I like it better. Do you like it better than any other movies that we have so far? Yes. Justin? Oh, you do. I, so you don't think it belongs there? Okay. So let's. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put it down there. So what? What? What are we? What? What? So we don't. We don't agree. Incredible Hulk should be in the bottom five. No, I think it should be in the bottom five. Oh, okay, but not necessarily the third worst. Yes. Correct. What is the third? What is the third worst for you? Uh, Iron Man three is a bad movie. <laughs> okay, Iron Man three is no way is it going to be the third worst movie on this list. Iron Man three took the villain of the Mandarin and took a dump on him. It's a bad movie. It. The, what your first sentence is correct. Your second sentence is completely wrong. It's a awesome movie. No, um, with with great action scenes and great performances, um, and a really good script. Um, other than like a couple things I don't like, I mean, it wouldn't, it's not going to be in my top five. Um, but there are you, you know my favorite part, things. You know, my favorite part of Iron Man three was when the, the movie turned into Sweet Home Alabama for the middle part of the movie, and he's oh, hanging he, out with some kid. That part is great. No, it's all. It's literally. It's bad. It's bad. 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 It's not bad. 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 When's the last time you watched Iron Man three? Not that long ago. Because I was like, was it as bad as I thought? And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh no, it is as bad as I thought." The Air Force One scene, great, and the whole the whole suits at the end fight, also cool. Also, but cool. everything I'll, else, no, everything else I'll, is bad. W- w- the when story of Iron Man three is bad. When he's when he's captured, and he that whole fight scene where he just has the one gauntlet and like the one boot or whatever, and he's fighting. That, yeah, that scene is awesome. If we're going on fight scenes, though, both Iron Man two and Thor had cool fight scenes. Iron Man two has not has like one has like 30 seconds i mean i guess that first fight scene where he's in the the racetrack is pretty cool but it's mostly just a cool like putting on the briefcase iron man suit is cool and like there's like 10 seconds 15 seconds of coolness when him and war machine are fighting and other than that it's like not very cool i know you like i know you like iron man 3 i don't just like iron man 3 i love iron man 3 i mean everyone's entitled to wrong opinions but <laughs> it's fine it doesn't have to go there i knew i know you like that movie i just wanted to state my opinion that i think it's bad i know it's not gonna end up as high as i would put it on my personal list but just the bottom three is just not where would you put that movie on your personal lists mm, probably in the top half of the movies i don't know exactly okay that's that's fine you know um it might be in my like top 10 like of the movies maybe i haven't done like a list in my head in, in a while okay. so, like post end game so I, I don't know for, for sure iron man 3 is good thank you very much dave the voice of reason chimes in iron man 3 is a good movie um thanks to mark who says iron man 3 would be in his bottom 10 okay bottom 10 okay I can I can be accepting of that knowing how much you don't like it compared to how much I like it, but bottom three is not going to happen. Go ahead, continue. So anything else I, other than Incredible Hulk? No, I mean, I like the Incredible Hulk. This is the thing too is like for me, it's like Iron Man two. I think is a borderline bad movie. Thor: The Dark World, also a borderline bad movie. Um, other than that, I don't think any of them are like bad but Incredible Hulk is just held back by the fact that like when it was made it was just sort of not it, like it didn't, it didn't have the the 
what's the what's the word i'm looking for here like the the shine on it that the Marvel exactly movies, they so. hadn't they hadn't gotten to that point yet where they they had kind of figured out what they were doing um it's a shame because i thought edward Nor- uh, norton was a really good hulk he's really good, good bruce yeah. banner yeah he is good he's definitely good and the, and i think the, the cgi in the last scene the, the big last action scene is like obviously a little it's not there yet but the but it was very cool especially coming off that like ang lee hulk movie to see like the hulk just like beating the shit out of abomination and, and vice yeah. versa um mark says guardians 2 is also bad true guardians of the galaxy 2 is also bad guardians um, of the galaxy 2 is a fun movie it's a it's a it's a bad it's, it's a, a bad fun movie it's a fun comedy that, it has that no plot some... <laughs> it is a bad talking about iron man 3 having a bad story like it's it's just no there's, there's good moments in guardians of the galaxy volume 2 don't get me wrong but it, it feels like the ultimate um the ultimate sort of uh i don't know this was funny in the first one so we're gonna do it again like in some of the jokes and stuff like that which i always bothers me um i I thought i i laughed only harder at any marvel movie uh the only movie i laughed harder at was ragnarok well i mean ragnarok is a hilarious movie um um Guardians yeah. 2, Dave says, Guardians 2 is almost good. It's fun. It, 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 it is fun. There, there's fun stuff about it. And I don't hate it, but I just, I don't think it's a very good movie. Um, B-Jack says, Guardians of, the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was just a lot of fun. Maybe not the best movie, but fun. He also said, Iron Man 3 is a good movie, just not a good Iron Man movie. Um, um, so you would put Incredible Hulk behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, right, Justin? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna put that. I'm fine with putting that as as a third worst. Um, I, I like I, when I do these lists. I want to put like a big gap in between like the bottom two and and where we go from there. But I mean, next for me would 100 percent be Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Two, not Volume One, obviously. <laughs> no, we gotta. That's like that's not in my top ten, but it's sort of outside of it. So, other than Iron put, Man 3, what would, I would you put down higher, here? I would put Thor there. The first Thor? The first Thor is, no. is a very cheesy-ass movie. I don't agree with you. I, I, I think it sets the table for a lot of stuff. Again, not a top 10 one, not maybe not, maybe not even top half. But for me, Thor, A, it is buoyed by excellent performances um, and sets the table for a lot of very important marvel stuff um and i think i think again much like a lot of the phase one movies isn't a full-on hit on every cylinder because they haven't like a they haven't gotten the budgets yet that they were going to get a little bit later on um and they hadn't like nailed down the formula yet but i i think that as a movie i think it's it's better than guardians i think it's better than Doctor Strange, I no, think. Man, I so, the, I I think of the original Thor, like the the original slates of movies. I think are mostly, as Alejandro says, forgettable. Like they're a miracle that they worked out enough to get the ball rolling. But when you go back and view them, they just don't they don't have that shine. And like just because it sets the stage for bigger things, like it's it's a it's rough to go back and watch some of those. I don't think and it's I think, rough to go back and watch. I think Thor is, is rough to go back and watch. I could go back and watch Iron Man and Captain America, but Thor is. Oof. 
sorry, Bjax. No, it's not better than Guardians Volume One, Vol Volume Two. I'm talking about when, when we're talking about Guardians right now. I'm talking about Volume Two. Trust me, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be Volume One is going to be much higher. Much higher on the, <laughs> on the list. That's one. That's one of the ones we're going to agree on. That's not something. That's not <laughs> something that Justin and I disagree on. Don't worry about that. Um, my thing is like I, I just Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two to me, while it has fun moments and is and can be funny. Um, I, I think does a very poor job in its structure of setting up like, okay, here are the stakes. Here are we going? Here's the bad guy. Here's the good guy. Like it doesn't get to the, like the, the fact that ego is like the, the bad guy until such a, a such a late state. And like the, the sort of idea of like, he's a, he's a planet and we have to kill him. Like it just, it, I never feel like it really hits in the in in the way that the first one hits and i think um yeah the performances are still good and it's still funny it still has moments but it feels like it's retreading a lot of steps of the first movie and i don't feel like it adds anything to the to the the world it, it, it's it's guardians of the galaxy world or the larger marvel world in any sort of like real way if you want to put it down there put it down there i i'm not going to go to I'm not going to go to the mat with you on Guardians. Guardians. Two. Guardians too. <laughs> no, I have a I have a bigger fight. Okay. All right. Um. So I mean, now if you really feel like Thor should go next, I think I I like it better than a a few of these movies that we have on this list. But I I, I I'm not I don't have like the fight in me for some of the other ones. All right. Put it there. Okay. Uh, I do think it's a, a good movie, um, but I think it was a miracle that they made it watchable. Because Thor is a hard character to do. Very hard. And a lot of like what came next. And again, I, like I'm not the kind of person who's going to say like, oh, this movie did a lot of setup things, so it should be highly ranked. But a lot of the success of Marvel getting people to accept a lot of the more outlandish things they end up doing as they go along are because of Thor. Like Thor is not that wrong. Point, yeah. If Thor doesn't work, then a lot of it doesn't work because yeah. you, you get like ancient aliens and, you know, gods and, and all this kind of stuff. and stuff they had not really had not really done yet. So I, I think it's very important that way. And I also think that I think that like Hiddleston and Hemsworth are, are so excellent in it. Um, that it also makes the movie better. I, I don't know. I'm not sure who it was. Um, someone had said that one of the things thinking back is not having like a big bad that really for him to fight and the, you have the destroyer fight and it's not like, you know, amazing. But I mean, Loki is like, I mean, if we were going to rank like Marvel villains is like, you know, top three, probably. Um, if not, if, if, until the, if, until the infinity war movies, number one, probably. Yeah. Um, so, I think it has a great villain. It's just a different kind of villain. Um, all right. So Justin, what, what do you think is now we've gotten the bottom five. So what's, what's in our next grouping? Do you think you go this time for me? Yeah. For you. Um, let's see. Uh, I would put. While you're thinking Cap B Jack says, sorry, well, you're thinking B Jack says, so basically Thor was a proof of concept for the galactic side of Marvel. Yes. And that's exactly, exactly right. Yes. That's yeah. exactly how I feel about it. Go ahead, Justin. Um, 
I would put the two captains over here. I would put Captain Marvel and Captain America, the, the first Avenger. No, mm, no, 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 no. Cap, the, Cap, first of all, Captain America, the, the first Avenger, is better than, certainly better than Doctor Strange. It's certainly better than Doctor Strange. I have this, like, I have them all in this, like, ranking here. So it doesn't really matter to me where they fall. Like, Doctor Strange is also probably in this grouping. Um, Craig says, can we agree Captain Marvel wasn't good? Uh, no, because I think Captain Marvel is good. <laughs> Captain Marvel's fine. I think um, it's, a, I th it's certainly, it's not a bad movie. I just, it wasn't one of my favorites. Um, it's probably in top half for me, um, but it's not like, it's not one of the ones where I'm just like, oh my God, I love this movie so much, you know? Um, like I have, but here's the other thing. I have Far From Home down here. Really? Yeah. There's something about the Marvel Spider-Man movies that, like, look, I love Spider-Man. I have a tattoo of Spider-Man on my shoulder. But there's something about these movies that, like, I enjoy and I think that they're fun. They're just not my <laughs> favorite of the Marvel films. Mark in chat says, walk off stage <laughs> to Justin. <laughs> I have, like, Homecoming is definitely higher on the list for me. I, I enjoyed Homecoming more than I did Far From Home. I mean, they're very, they're very close for me. The two Spider-Man movies. I love, but I love both of them. Um, so in this, in this, I, I can't, I cannot place the first Avenger down this low. Okay. That's fine. It, it, I like Tom Holland, Mark. I'm not saying he's bad. He's great. It's just <laughs> something about the way that they handle Spider-Man in this universe doesn't completely click for me. That's insane. Cause it's by far the best Spider-Man has ever been in the movie. I'm not saying it's not a bad Spider-Man. Like I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying any of that. It's like his placement, like his placement in the world is just slightly off kilter to me. Cause it's not the way he is in the comics. Like he's running around taking off his mask for everybody it's like it's slight, like it's good i'm enjoying it i'm gonna love the hell out of whatever they're doing with spider-man 3 but like it's not like one of those ones where it's like i'm freaking out to see it which is weird because i love spider-man so much yeah that's very bizarre for you justin it is so um dave says i like this movies a lot but i feel what justin is saying um uh so you're saying you think what 18 should be Captain Marvel? Like I have a, like it could be, I, 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 I've only watched Captain Marvel once and I've never really felt the desire to go back and watch it again. Okay. What can I ask you? You've seemed like, I mean, not like heavily resistant, but a little resistant to like my Dr. Strange I, um, I happen to like Doctor Strange only because it's one of the only movies where they do some really insane shit with visuals. It's true. And no, like, you're absolutely right. They do. Like if, again, it's it kind of picking up your Thor point. It, it has to work. Like, the audience has to buy into Doctor Strange and magic in general. And they do some trippy, like his whole thing with the Ancient One is a wild scene. And like, I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a good job as Doctor Strange. Is it in the top half of the Marvel movies for me? No, but is it yeah. closer to the top half than Captain Marvel? For me, yes. Okay. 
um I'm, i guess i can see that um i my issue with dr strange i think is more of a um i think i don't think they do a great job of doing sort of like the stephen strange table setting like pre becoming dr strange stuff i feel like they want you to think he's sort of like an asshole but the only thing you see him do early in the movie is save somebody's life and he's like hey i saved this kid's life yeah i, I took away your patient but i saved this kid's life and you're like oh, oh okay like um and i so i don't think they set up like his sort of like like they do an iron man so well you know it's showing him like yeah, this guy just doesn't give a shit right they don't do as good a job i think with with, with uh with benedict cumberpatch dr strange i also think in in his own movie i think in the other movies he's in that aren't dr strange he gets to be more um he gets more to be dr strange yes he gets he, to be like, dr strange and in, in this and in, in the movie he in in the dr strange movie for the most part he's sort of i don't know he's not very dynamic there's not he's not there's not a lot of like fun in his performance you know at, at all and um while I think the Dora Mamu stuff is really cool, uh, I think the I can't remember what Mads Mikkelsen's character's name is Casaius Casaius yeah whatever it is I can't remember I, I, it's just very like forgettable poor to me. Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> um and, and I just I, it left me feeling a little bit cold especially because like one of the things they do and I know why they do it because we've seen this scene in a million Marvel movies. But you know the scene where they kind of like she kind of throws him into like she's like oh you're gonna die in six minutes if you can't get out of like this freezing place um and you don't see him figure it out like also he just comes back and he's like now i'm now i'm a great wizard you know basically and i just i feel like they kind of skip stuff in, in the movie that i wish they didn't yeah that's um, fair uh for his own like personal origin movie like i said when he shows up in the other movies he's great and I think he does a great job. Um, I, I I do like Captain Marvel more, I think, than than Doctor Strange. But I'm not like I, I'm not like insane over the top for Captain Marvel. So it's not like I think it it belongs to be so much higher. Um, so Mark agrees. Wanna... Mark agrees with all this analysis, which me, which I, I've always liked. Mark, he's always been a great person. So <laughs> if you want to put. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel back to back here to okay. go after what'd we say? Thor? Thor. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Um here's a question. Yes. How do you feel about the Ant Man movies? Uh I like the Ant Man movies quite a bit. It's like one of those things, um, where i don't like i'm not i'm not like in love with them but i enjoy watching them both a considerable amount you know what i mean um i i think a little bit because of this whole connected universe they end up feeling like lesser movies only because they intentionally aren't sort of locked in to everything else is going on in the bigger picture you know um but I try to not penalize them throughout that in my head because they're just they're doing what they set out to do and they're doing it very well. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's, it's, it's it is also it is also Ant Man. Yeah, it is also Ant Man. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is they made it. They made an Ant Man movie work. Then they made a sequel, and now Ant Man three is going to be the linchpin of whatever happens next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, I like the original more than the sequel. I even though I think I think 
the sequel might be a little bit funnier. Yeah. But I think maybe the next one should be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, I don't... I honestly don't... Now that I'm looking... Well, here, <laughs> here's one of the ones that we're vehemently going to disagree on, um, which is Age of Ultron. Nope, Age of Ultron is, like, way up there for me. Age of Ultron... I think we're going to end up... Age of Ultron and... Iron Man three are going to be living together in in, a, in, a, in an area that we can both we can both live with, um, but I agree with Mark. Mark says Age of Ultron needs to be down. No way. Age of Ultron is by far the worst Avengers movie. It's actually um, the best Avengers movie because okay. it is the it okay. is the only okay. actual right. Avengers. It is the okay. only actual right. Avengers movie. All right, all right. We 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 got into crazy pants town at this point. Crazy pants town. Age of Ultron has countless issues like there are there are storylines that get dropped that get left get left in the dust that that make no sense um it it, it has cool let me wrong it has cool moments it has some great sequences but as a movie with all its pieces <laughs> it just it it, it just is a it, it's a mess across age the Vol- board age of ultron is my fifth movie okay well <laughs> I'm not saying we have to put it right here, but it is. Age of Ultron is really the only real Avengers movie. The first one doesn't count. It's an origin story. It does. Okay. It does count. It does not count. It does not count. It does not. They're not even, they're not even a team for the whole movie. And then uh, Infinity War and Endgame are like greater Marvel universe crossover movies. The only movie that really deals with the Avengers from start to finish is Age of Ultron. And there's great performances. We get the twins. We get Vision. We get Vision picking up the hammer. We get, I thought Ultron was fine. We get great battle sequences. Like, yeah, are there some bad plot threads hanging? Sure. Is it the best Marvel movie ever? No. But when you walk out this door, you are an Avenger is a fucking great line. It, that is a great line. I absolutely agree with you. It's a great line. Um, but just because the movie deals with the characters all the way through doesn't make it a good movie. It just means it deals with the characters. Um, I think it deals with some of the characters quite badly. Um, I think that uh, the Quicksilver, I think Quicksilver is bad in, in, in age of Ultron. Um, I don't even think that Wanda is even that great in it, but she definitely is better than, than Quicksilver. I think that, it does establish good and, and interesting things, right? It, like the, like it, it starts to set up the, obviously the rift between the real rift between Tony and, and Steve. And it deals with sort of like Tony's like, you know, like psychosis about trying to protect everybody and, and worried about being left behind. Um, and it has great fight scenes, like the ending, like with the, with the Sokovia up in the air and, and, and then fighting on it is really cool. The Hulkbuster um, scene. Hulkbuster scene is really good. Yes. Um, but I think that um, it deals with, I mean, there, it deals with the, it deals with Natasha and Bruce in, 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 in it, it's not something I fundamentally have a problem with, but I think it's badly handled and I think it doesn't really work. Um, I think the Thor stuff is like terrible. Like I, it doesn't make any sense. Like it just, he goes away, he goes, he gets in a pool that we've never heard of before. And he sees a weird vision and he comes back and he knows that vision is like the, the answer or whatever, you know, it, th- there's just like a lot of bad problems with it. And I think that 
as a movie as a whole it just does not pay itself off in in any in any in way um mark is going to is going to give you one thing justin i want to see what it is as we continue through this let's see um let's, let's see what, what it is. is um my excitement watching that movie was only, I think, escalated by one other movie on this list. So it, uh, Age of Ultron is worth its salt purely for the payoff in Endgame with Cap and Mjolnir. It okay. does some good okay. foreshadowing. It does some good foreshadowing. Um, I, I'm not saying it has to go at 16, Justin. No, it's, it's definitely not going to go at 16. I will get in my car, drive over there, and beat you with this Mjolnir next to me. <laughs> um but uh let's see um see what you think ant-man and the wasp i mean look i'm I'm gonna tell you that from at this point for me it would be age of ultron so um cody says but vision picking up the hammer was trash i I I I don't think I don't think I think trash is a strong word, but I think it's a little bit of a cop out to do it um, because they knew they had to do with quick way for the Avengers to trust him. And so they had to they, they know, like the key to it or whatever. But that's the perfect key. Yeah, what a great it, scene. But it's what a but great it, scene. But it, but it cheapens. You know what? When I was in the theater, I didn't hear anybody go. You know what? That fucking cheapens this moment. Everyone was just like, holy shit. That's the mark, the mark of a good scene. It's not like where you expect and you're like, you know, they could have probably done this better. It's like, wow, I didn't even yeah. think about that. They were doing okay. the hammer thing all movie, and look, he just picked it up and grabbed it. The, uh, the, the mark, I will, I will, I'll vehemently disagree with you that the mark of a good scene or movie is, holy shit, shock value. That's not the mark of a good movie or scene, but I, I, I will take your point. Um, yeah, by that logic, the reveal in Iron Man 3 would be a good scene, which I, I actually agree with. <laughs> Wait, which scene in Iron Man 3? When they reveal that the Mandarin is not really the Mandarin. Oh. So. <laughs> that's, like, that's like breaking the character, though. Um, it, only breaks, it only breaks the character if there isn't actually a, a Mandarin, like, in the, in, in, the, in the world. Well, let's see what um, happens with uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Um, All right, let's, so, leave age, let's leave age, age of Ultron alone. <laughs> This is the one I was going to go to the mat with all like, and I didn't expect you to drop it at 16. We saw yeah. that movie together. You wait, saw my is... reaction to that movie. You've been I like, wait, you've been sitting here waiting with a knife being like, I can't wait to fucking stab Justin in the back. <laughs> I didn't know if you still felt as strongly about it. We haven't talked about it in a very long time. Because every time we talk about it, I literally want to strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that movie a lot too. I've watched Age of Ultron a lot. So I, do I, t- I just watched it like three weeks ago. Um, Mark has a way to solve this. Well, let's all right. Let's let's couch that discussion and let's talk well, about a couple of these other we're, movies. We're getting to the point though where you're not going to let Iron Man three go any higher. And I'll let Iron Man three go higher if it if Iron Man three, fifteen. Wait, Iron Man three fifteen Avengers two fourteen. Okay, I, that for a second that was hard to read. Yeah, Mark, um, I would I would be fine with that or flip flop. That's fine too. But I but I would I'll rank Iron Man three lower than Avengers two. This list just has to be clear of Age of Ultron. <laughs> Man. So we can, we can have real discussions. Okay. Just for the sake of time. Okay. No, we're not going to for sake of time. I'm not going to. Like, you, you feel very strongly about that movie. 
So I do. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff, he says. That um, was the good stuff. I was expecting to have that. I, I was trying to get that movie in the top 10. That was never going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. There's other movies that's so much better than. Wait, wait. I didn't want to put that there. Hold on a second. Sorry. I, 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 I'm not going to screw you over, Justin. <laughs> this um, time. This, not this time. All right. So. Um, let's look at here. Okay. All right. So we're now we're, we're getting to the. We're getting to the point now where, for me, there's no bad or even movies that I feel like, like, both ways about left on the list. For me, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> Mark just put a Rotten Tomatoes link in the chat. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about, so, Justin, would you want to put, like, Homecoming here? Homecoming, sorry, Far From Home, where it is, actually? Is that where Homecoming? you want to leave it? Where, where no, sorry, are, Far From Home. Sorry, Far From Home, 13. Is that where you want to leave that? Where do you want to put Captain America 1? It, I will be fine with, if we put it in this area right now. I, I'm, I'm asking, just asking your opinion. Where does Captain America 1 rank for you? For me, it's probably, like, 10. But, like, it, it, we're in a point now where I can, like, shimmy, shimmy around. I think it's better than... The, the ant, first Ant-Man. For sure. Um, I also like it better than I think Far From Home, but... Um, I... Out of all, I think, the older movies, I... Mm, Iron Man's really good. I, I see your point on Captain America. I think it's easier to go back and watch that one than, than the original Thor. It was in, like, this, like... 11 to 16 was an, just an amalgamation of all these movies that I feel like okay about and they could have flipped in any direction for me so if you I mean, want to push Captain America to the front of that list I can go with that um, Captain America is I mean outside the Avengers which I'm not counting as like phase one setup movie or whatever obviously Captain America the first Avenger is my favorite phase one movie where do you have Iron Man on your lists Iron Man is probably like right behind First Avenger for me. Because for me, you... for me, the thing for Iron Man is that I feel like Iron Man is two amazing acts of a movie and then kind of a underwhelming third act. I don't think the ending battle is very good. You know, I, I, I just obviously I am Iron Man is like a universe setting moment. And the Nick Fury thing in the post credits is obviously like, whoa, we're setting up a whole thing here. But like. Like, I, I, I just, I, I don't like it when the movies decide, okay, like, um, obviously if Tony had his full lineup of suit facing against this, like, Ironmonger suit, he would obviously win. He's faster, he has more weapons, it's more advanced, so we're gonna make him, like, the suit break, and he's gonna be almost dying, you know, all that, like, that kind of stuff. Like, I just don't like when they do that, because it, it leads to, like, a, an underwhelming ending, and I, I think that... Other than Captain America, the first Avenger, which obviously has a huge emotional ending to it, um, it, it all those phase one movies sort of um, suffer from this. I'm uh, fine. If you want to put if you want to put Cap up towards the top 10, towards the top 10 uh, in front of Iron Man, that's fine. So what would you say? Um, I think this is where Ant-Man goes. Ant-Man goes next. OK. 
Oops, I hit, the, I hit the wrong button there. Um, so Ant-Man, better or worse than Far From Home? What did we decide? I think it's better. I think it's better? Okay. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think Ant-Man's a really good movie. I also like Far From Home a lot. And I will say, what we didn't really talk like at all about Far From Home. Um, I love the Mysterio stuff. It's very good. I love the Mysterio stuff. Um, Mark, don't worry. Spider-Man's going to get his due. I love Homecoming a whole shit ton. I got to choose between one of them for me right now. And that's what I'm going to, I'm going to put my weight behind. They made, um, and they made an Ant-Man movie really funny and really funny and, and good too. And endearing and good. And yeah, like I, I think that stands out a lot more mm -hmm. than like a very good Spider-Man movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. He's very and handsome. He's very handsome and very good in, in Far From Home, for sure. Um, uh, I totally agree with you. And I think that movie is really good, but I, I also think Ant-Man is great. Um, then I would go Iron Man and then the first Avenger. Fine. Okay. Does that round okay. up the top 10? That runs up. Oh, well, now we bottom, have the bottom now 10. We're, now we're at, yeah, the bottom 10. Is chat yelling at me for putting Iron Man so low? No. Cap no. stands, cap, no, cap stands unite. Mark is Mark. excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The, the first two acts of Iron Man, like I said, are excellent excellent and it, it is so immediately apparent they're you're like they got this 100 percent right like y y the the performance is i mean he obviously we all at this point you know robert downey jr is a legend so it, it doesn't even matter but it was it was just such like a it was like a missile like a, a the a how like disruptive it was for i think at that time what you were expecting from a comic book movie what as a comic book fan you were expecting from a comic book movie um it, it just did so much i just think that last act lets down a little bit and for me captain america when i go back and watch it now it's it's of all of the series it's pretty amazing how strong steve's through line is through all the movies and and how i think of all of the characters who existed from the beginning until until endgame you can the, the cohesiveness of his character i think are, are just is just amazing um and i love that about it and i think that um those scenes early on where like right before he gets the serum with erskine um and he says that thing he's like you know uh not a strong man but a good man um it's it's like everything it's like everything oh. that is captain america you know um not a good soldier a good man not a good soldier a good man that's what it was um that moment it's just like it's everything. It's the entire, his entire like life after that is about that moment. You know, and when Erskine dies and he like, you know, he t puts his hand on his heart. It's like, it it's very powerful. And especially it becomes more powerful because of the movies that came after it, which I think is, is really great. Um, you could uh, say that about most Stanley Tucci roles though, Mark, that he does true. a great job in them. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh all right so now we're 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 we got we got 23 through 10 and now we're gonna do one through nine 
Um, the movies we have left are The Avengers, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Um, what do you think, Justin? What's going to be ninth on this list? Homecoming? I could see Homecoming. I could see Homecoming. I, I, I feel like... I feel like this nine and eight are going to be like homecoming Avengers. The first Avengers movie. I feel like Chad is saying that we should go with the Avengers at number nine. Well, Chad is not running my brain. Okay. <laughs> of course, when you want to make your point that I'm wrong, first place you look is chat. You're the one who just said you thought homecoming was to be number nine. I, I could, go I'm with agreeing either. with I, you. I could go, I could go with either one. Um, the Avengers is a miracle that it worked out and that they, they made it, they made it work. Um, and homecoming is a very different, but very good Spider-Man movie. That scene in the car with Michael Keaton is so good. Oh, Michael Keaton's such a good villain. He's such a good villain in that movie. And he's one of the few they didn't kill off. So they can use him again. <laughs> Man, that scene in that car, that car scene is so good. When they, when they, when they both realize like, that they that that when keaton realizes and then like holland also realizes that now keaton realizes it i just love there's so much tension it's so good so put it above avengers i didn't say anything bad about avengers i'm just talking about how much like homecoming i'm not saying above avengers because um i also um Avengers is a miracle and it's a, and and it gets some points for being like oh hey like I can't believe they pulled this off but I also think that it's full of memorable and at some points like excellent fight sequences and character moments as well. Yeah. Um the Battle of New York is still like a touchstone like action scene in my mind unlike um not just in, in Marvel movies, but in like all action movies, because look, look, there's stuff in Infinity War and Endgame that's obviously the scale is just bigger, bigger, and it's like it's overwhelmingly big, and there's great action choreography in it. But the thrill of watching the Battle of New York the first time is like in some ways unmatched. Yeah, I agree. To me. You know, it, like um, you know, the first time you're seeing them all together. Yeah, and the, like when they're do, when they do the whole team up thing, and like Iron Man blasts Cap Shield to hit enemies yeah. and stuff. Like, I saw that movie three straight days in the theater. <laughs> three straight days I went and watched it, and each time I was just as taken. It's a special movie. Yeah, but I think it's 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 been surpassed since so it picked I, absolutely one. I, I, I absolutely agree but i what well, i just want to because we're going to move on i just want to say one thing about the avengers the scene like the 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 first sort of like you know they're all together like you know when the hulk punches the you know, yeah. i'm always angry uh and then the rotating shot but like the part that and that gives me chills but the part that was giving me chills is when is literally when tony says call it cap like that part always like gets me for some reason because it's just like it felt like you know, when you when you're a comic book fan, you're like, yeah, Captain America is the leader of the Avengers, and he's like the field general. But you you never ex I, at that point, I think we still didn't expect things to sort of like be like be the 
be as true to the books in the way that they were yeah. spirit spirit wise as as they were you know as they ended up being and that moment to me was just like yeah this is like i can imagine this being a panel you know in in a book um that always blew me away um so like give that the eight spot and take a very good spider-man movie and put it nine <laughs> i think it's a great spider-man movie i will say that but i will take a great avengers movie probably over a great spider-man movie so um that's that's what i will say i'm fine with it all right so um what's next we're gonna get we're gonna really it's really tough now uh i would put civil war next okay okay i can see that I can see that I you, think you, civil... you, you put the less the least painful one for me next <laughs> uh civil war is very good extremely we're, good i think it's... we're all in great territory now now yeah. we're in all great territory it's just uh you know it's like avengers what was it 2.5 and like it's great it's fantastic but it just doesn't touch the other movies on this list i i think in some ways it comes it it, it comes close for me i i think i'm a person who loves zemo as the villain i love the type of villain he is mm-hmm. um because he's the kind of villain that in most marvel movies you know most marvel movies are about the heroes not about the villains so you get things like you know darren cross and ant-man where it's like uh, who cares like the, the the meat of it is just paul rudd right the, in 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 and and Evangeline Lilly and, and Michael Douglas in Civil War, they were like, we're gonna create a villain that sort of just lets the heroes be the center stage, but that's his whole purpose is to let them destroy each other. And I really liked that part a lot. And going into Civil War, you know, I was very reticent about it because I don't like the comic book series that it's based I don't on. Like the comic book series either. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a big like. Um, I'm not a big, you know, um, heroes versus heroes type of person. My least favorite uh, trope. Yeah. But the way they did it in civil war in the, in the film civil war, I thought they did it in a way where it didn't feel like cap and Tony were, were being, neither of them were being unreasonable about what they were doing and they didn't want to fight, you know, and they, and I, I, I like that about it. And I like the way they bring in the Ant-Man. Obviously the airport scene is fantastic. You know, it's our first Spider-Man scene when, when, when Ant-Man goes giant man, it's just a great moment. Um, and I think the ending too, in the actual like winter soldier facility is, is awesome. Um, but I'm okay with it being in this point at at this place for me. Chat's gone Um, nuts. We're going to ignore, we're ignoring chat for the time being <laughs> i don't want to make enemies um i love yeah. civil war i love it like this it's is very I, we're good we're at the point now like ev- honestly everything on here from like 10 up i'm i love so this is all just degrees of loving um what would you put at number six black panther black panther and guardians are going to be in this sort of like space for me I really think. yeah i have guardians higher okay i have guardians okay. as uh, guardians is my number three okay 
I mean, we can we can not do Guardians here. I think Black, this is not a bad pass, bad place for Black Panther. Um, I think it's it's the best origin film they've ever filmed. It's 100% the best origin film. 100%. Um, I'm just trying not, to... Mm, I... Let me ask you, Justin. Let's let, we're we're in the we're in the nitty gritty. So, where are we talking about for the two other Avenger movies here for you? We're talking one and two for you. One for Endgame. Okay. Endgame, right. I think is I think Endgame is the best Marvel movie. Um, I disagree, but I mean, I'm not gonna like. Oh my God, you're a freaking idiot. <laughs> you know about it mark, mark what do you mean yikers at guardians of number three oh, yeah i don't think that's yikers i mean guardians is like one of the the, the best of them for sure um I, I i have no no qualms about that at all um what do you what is your number one marvel movie then the best marvel movie captain america the winter soldier that's my number two <laughs> Okay, well, you don't um, like he doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy as a group. Yeah, well, of yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Okay, that's okay, fine. It's we fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't like Superman, so you don't see me whining about it. <laughs> um, I love Superman. I, I probably like Black Panther. Mm. They're all very close. Like it's one of the things. Like on some days, I like Black Panther more than Infinity War. Like, um, because sometimes it's I fair. like. I like the smaller. It's just like it's like a it's like a it's like a vibe thing. It's like I like the smaller contained movies sometimes more than I like like the, the, the giant movies. You know, those two for me were right next to each other. So if you want to yeah. flip them, that's fine. Um, you want to say Infinity War and then Black Panther? Sure. Um, okay. can go. That's not wrong. People are gonna be very angry at us. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> um. Remember, this is a shared list. We can release our personal list at another point. Um, People then would be mad at me. Okay. All right. So we have Endgame, Ragnarok, Guardians, and The Winter Soldier left. I will tell you what my ordering is for this, Justin, and then you can tell me yours and we'll figure it out. Okay? Okay. So... This is very hard. I told you my number one already. Winter Soldier is my number one. Um, then it's <laughs> then it's Thor Ragnarok, and then it's Avengers Endgame, and then it's Guardians of the Galaxy. So you have Ragnarok as what you said two two two. Jeez. Again, and this is one of the things where for me it's like right now it's my number two tomorrow i might want to watch endgame more it's like you know this when we get to this point it's like things things switch around but that that's 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 my personal feeling i'll concede guardians and ragnarok like what do you mean like, like I, if you if you want to if you want to put guardians four and move ragnarok up i'll move ragnarok okay. up i feel very okay. strongly about one and two though I, I I know I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna I wasn't like vying for Thor to be number two on our person on our on our shared list. I think this Guardians Guardians again is like Marvel went through a whole bunch of phases where it was like, do you think we could make Guardians of the Gal? No, Guardians of the Galaxy can't work. 
we're going to do it anyway. And like, mm-hmm. surprise, it works. It works right. and it's super popular. And now people are going around saying, I am Groot. Like yeah. the most D-list of D-list comic characters mm-hmm. are now, you know, known all over the planet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I think it's funny. It's got heart. It introduces, again, a whole other side of the Marvel Universe. People living, like, running around a city in a celestial's head. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, I, I think all the characters are just expertly portrayed. Uh, it's got a good villain. That yeah, it's got once a good again, villain. Yes. That once again, they just need to keep alive. Need to keep a couple of these guys alive. <laughs> <laughs> and the We Are Groot scene is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's a very 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 good Marvel movie. Um, and then Thor Ragnarok is hysterical. Thor Ragnarok, even though again Winter Soldier is my, my is my number one. Um, Bjax, <laughs> explain yourself. Bjax said my very unpopular opinion is that Ragnarok would probably be number eighteen or nineteen on my list. Let, for me, for, for, I'll let him explain. But I was say my my for me for Ragnarok. It is often, I will say, the movie that I want to watch the most. I, that's that's the thing that that's the thing about it for me. Um, I don't think it's better than Winter Soldier, but for me, like, if I'm thinking, like, man, it's like Sunday, and I'm just sort of like sitting here. Not that this decision ever happens to me anymore because I have a small child, but I just want to put something on. Like, it's almost my brain goes to Thor Ragnarok almost like Im- immediately. You know, um, the music in it. The, the humor in it, the, the action scene in it, that last action scene, the last big action scene is so good, so much style. I just love it. Um, I, and B-Jack says, because I feel like the humor would often undercut the tone of every scene. Some moments weren't allowed to breathe before it cut with humor. Um, and I've, I, I've heard other people say that as well. Our good friend and former podcast mate, Matt Wood, ag- uh, agrees with that as well. I just never felt that about it. Like, for me, humor in movies doesn't, it doesn't take away from the drama of scenes. Like I, I think often, and this is probably coming from the fact that I, even though he's very problematic now was such a Joss Whedon person as a, as like a, a developing like 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, like I, I, the humor, like sort of like rounding out or like coming in on, on very serious things. Um, doesn't it doesn't make me feel the feelings less and many times it makes me feel them more because it endears me to the characters more than i think straight drama often does um but that's why i love thor ragnarok so much um plus damn does he look handsome with short hair (laughs) um and it leads right into which i think we're you know talking about endgame and and winter soldier but endgame um and, and infinity war i think gives thor i think more infinity war than endgame but infinity gives thor his best his best moments in the team movies right i i feel like in the other in the previous in the two whedon avengers movies he's sort of like the afterthought character in a lot of ways and yeah. i think especially in infinity war he's like one of my he's like my one of my favorite characters or my favorite storylines in infinity war um and that moment in infinity war we didn't really even talk about infinity war because we skipped over it but like the moment where he shows up in Infinity War on the battlefield is like goosebumps, you know, scream with your fist in the air type of moment. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Inf- Infinity War, because you're right, because we 
just kind of glossed over it like we did Tomb Raider yeah. that one time on yeah. a Game of the Year list. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very good. Um, it's just, it's the weaker part of one bigger movie, I think. And the shock value at the end is great. It's fantastic. Um, but I think of it as one giant movie, and I think Endgame just is better. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there are things about Infinity War that I think I, I like more than Endgame. There are certain things, like, I think I like sort of, like, the individual, like, grouping stories. I think they're stronger. But I think, like, you're right, Justin, in a way. I mean, it feels like a full movie, but it does feel like, okay, this is part one of a part two type of situation. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, really, like, the again infinity war that like dueling action scene with the one that's on titan and the one that's on earth at the same time is really fantastic it is very good and you know sort of like you know the natural progression of what we talk about the battle of new york which is you know um like dr strange putting the you know the 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 kind of like magic steps down for um you know star lord to run on and then the portals for Sp for spidey to to swing through um it's got the humor it's got the seriousness i mean what what's um god uh, the russos are like obviously like the the mvps of the marvel universe as far as directors go yes um we're we're talking about you know two of their movies as the one or two in 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 this in this discussion sorry three of them in the top five or six yeah in the top six yeah i mean um, it, it, three of them all of their movies in the top 10 so all right so this comes down to winter soldier and endgame yeah um before endgame winter soldier was the best movie they ever made and i think it might be continued to be the best movie they have ever made for a consider a considerable amount of time the only reason i feel like it gets usurped by by endgame is just the sheer size and scale and everything like you can't think i i can't watch endgame without thinking of everything that came before it and like it's it takes mm -hmm. it takes the 20 something movies before it brings them all in wraps a nice neat bow on it and makes you cry at the end but, but al cry. It, along the way it like just the the individual like moments in that movie are moving and spectacular like them bringing back characters like the, the, and the fact that they held all that under wraps like yeah seeing tilda sweeten come back and seeing was renee russo come back and um all the characters that had passed and seeing them again and the time travel stuff and it's like oh wow like you think that you know asgard is like us going out there it's like we're gonna invent time travel on this movie but every breadcrumb we've dropped along the way you're just gonna be like yeah like this is the natural progression. Like we started with a man in a suit of eye, like a, a suit of armor, and now we're time traveling, and it felt natural and good. And like Tony's holy shit moment when he discovers that it works, and mm. Cap getting the shield back, and everything going on with Clint and Wanda, and just the portals opening and Cap lifting up the hammer. Like it's just, it's. The Winter Soldier is a tightly constructed, perfect spy espionage movie that just happens to deals with superheroes. I feel like Endgame is a tidal wave crashing into everything. Like, it's unstoppable. Just everything that movie makes you feel. Like, how many times do we go back and watch the, the lifting of the hammer scene? I mean, it's just my go-to. I'm having a bad day. I'm going to watch Captain America lift this hammer. 
usually with crowd reaction from the night that it happened. Yes. Like it's yeah. <laughs> to me, it's the pinnacle of everything that has to do with superheroes. Like this insane 20 something movie plan. The payout at the end of it is this cultural phenomenon, this shared experience that we all have. And we keep returning to because those moments mean so much. Yeah. Like I, I watched the hammer scene not an hour ago when I was on my walk. <laughs> and look, all this stuff, um, all this stuff is absolutely true. And I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Right. I, I, I think, and I said this before, I think when we were a little bit before, but like, I think for me, me, this comes down to preference for me. And it's just the fact that like, I often enjoy watching on a more regular basis, the smaller movies, the more tightly grouped movies. It's my thing too. Like I like individual books, like I like a Daredevil book over an Avengers book. You know, I like a like a solo Captain America book over a, over an Avengers book. So I I'm that's just more of my my speed and and I think that um for Winter Soldier for me it just before I go to Winter Soldier, let me talk about Endgame because I'll talk about things I love about Endgame, which is that I I I think I mentioned before starting with Winter Soldier, starting with the first Avenger and and Cap's chart of journey you know, I was that moment at the end, he picks up the hammer, all that, you know, but then when the shield gets destroyed and he's, you know, hurt and, and he thinks he's alone. Um, and in front of him is just an entire army of people of, 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 of uh, army of bad guys. He doesn't do anything, but tighten his shield, his broken shield and stand there ready to fight them no matter what happens, right? He doesn't give up. He doesn't give in. And for movies to have distillations of a single character, these giant movies to come down and have a distillation of a single character in that way, I think is, you know, is very impressive and, and transcendent in a lot of ways because you don't expect that from these, these giant movies with, which are dealing with the business of hundreds of, of hero characters versus thousands of villains and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, you know? And and I love like you mentioned like they have like these callbacks and and this and this this reverence and I think Mark mentioned in the chat it pays off you for being a loyal viewer of all of these movies right even out of little things like when Wasp comes back and you know they they say they have to, they have to get the van going she says you know we're on it Cap right which is a call and she looks at Scott and they kind of like laugh to each other and then they go um, I. Um, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, you know, Paul Rudd's character, Scott calls him Cap and she teases him about it. She goes, oh, you're calling him Cap now or whatever. And, and, and for that, to, for that little moment in that movie to be brought back for this giant thing, it, it is just a really great thing to have happen. Um, Endgame is the culmination and the green thing is of 22 movies before it. And that's an amazing feat. But for me, the reason why Winter Soldier is above it for me is because um, Winter Soldier is, as you said, this perfectly crafted, tightly wound spy thriller that has moment also has momentous implications for the Marvel Universe as a whole, which was at the time was a huge deal. Like the the the, the shield being Hydra thing was a giant deal at at, at the time. And sort of like expanded out and spun out into the whole entire universe. But the 
Steve's story will always resonate me most, and I think that's also part of this. And I think that Winter Soldier, that Ed Brubaker run was such a great, you know, high watermark in comic book, um, in major, you know, big two comic book storytelling. And to bring that to the screen in their own way, it's not the same, but in their own way, and do it in the way they did it and be so effective. And I think, obviously, we know in the movie theater, right, that this is Bucky, right? We know that. We know that from the beginning because we know the stories. But I was with people who didn't know the comic books, and they were genuinely, like, affected by the fact that it was Bucky and surprised. And for me, I was like, oh, everyone's going to know. It's obviously going to be this guy, right? But nobody knew. And... I, and I think all of that is just so great. It is, it's another part of the Marvel universe. I love when they expand. And this is why guardians I think is great. And black Panther is great in this way too. They expand the universe by bringing in different genres and different ways of telling their stories. Right. Um, and, and I love that about it because it, it was like, no, we can make a spy movie. These movies don't all have to be the same, right? We can make a spy movie out of, out of this character um, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And, and to this day, like when I watch all of them, I do my rewatches of all of them. I'm always waiting for one of the other ones to, to, to go above it, you know? Um, and it just never does. Uh, it never does for me. It always sticks uh, at number one for whatever reason. I see that. But I felt the same way until Endgame. Like not even mm -hmm. the specter of Infinity War tops, um, the Winter Soldier for me. I, I would have put it probably like one or two after it. Mm -hmm. But there is just something about Endgame, man, that they could stop. They could literally stop right now and be like, we're, no, we're done. We told our story. And I'd be like, well, that's sad. And I'm bummed about <laughs> it. But like they told they, they, they told the story. They like as just just as much as a miracle as the original Avengers was making it work. Mm -hmm. They somehow went on top of that multiple times and been like, no, this all works all 22 work mm -hmm. and green makes a point like you're right you to get the most out of uh end game you really have to watch the other marvel movies yeah a good chunk of them and yeah. i can i can take that into consideration but i still feel it's so freaking overwhelming everything about that movie is overwhelming <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is um and i love Endgame, and the more i watch it the more i enjoy it um, and I loved it when I first watched it. So it, it's not a movie that falls in my estimation, um, at, at all. Um, but, uh, one of us it, has to concede. One of us has to concede. Um, I, one thing really quick, I just want to go back really quick. Cause I forgot to mention this. Um, and it kind of goes to my captain America journey. There's this moment in civil war, uh, where I just want to point it out. Cause we're talking about the movies, um, where it's the funeral, Peggy's funeral and natasha is there and they're yeah. talking and 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 um you know she goes like you know there's like i got a helicopter or i got an airplane come right now and she goes i i'm not gonna i can't sign it natasha whatever and, and she goes i know and he goes and why are you here and she goes because i just think you needed a friend or whatever and like those little moments and this is just my my i guess my level to the entire like grouping of movies <laughs> is that like i think you can have those moments and they matter so much is what i love about these movies um and that's just i just wanted to say that before we like finished off we're, we're picking what we're number one if you want to if we want to call it endgame number one uh we can do that like i'm not i, I don't i'm not gonna be angry that, that endgame i won't is, be, is I the won't number be one angry i won't be angry if winter soldier takes it like winter soldier <laughs> is a phenomenal movie it, it's um it's one and one a for me right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i get you i get you 
but we have we, someone has to to say okay like i give let's just move on so uh, i will go ahead and put endgame at number one and put the best marvel movie at number two captain america the winter soldier read me that number one again avengers endgame oh that's right that's number one <laughs> no ties Grun. it's a coward's way out yeah, no ties tie. no ties we've actually gotten better at giving into each other's opinions over the years yeah all right so let's let's read this list off um the worst marvel movie is iron man 2 followed by thor the dark world then the incredible hulk guardians of the galaxy volume 2 we got thor doctor strange captain marvel ant-man and the wasp iron man 3 avengers age of ultron spider-man far from home ant-man iron man Captain America, the first Avenger, Spider-Man Homecoming, the Avengers, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and number one, Avengers Endgame. Grun right. says, not my list, but a good list. That's all we're looking for. <laughs> That's the best reaction you can possibly ask for from people watching you list and rank a bunch of movies um you mean getting told that you're drunk is not the well, yeah, ideal Justin, you, well you you were you were in a place i'm still there it's a great still, movie you were in a you were in a place mm, it's not a great movie that's it's for damn movie. sure it's fantastic uh, <laughs> avengers tower it's so good um so yeah that that is our list um and it's honestly like at least like the top five is not that uh is not that far off what my actual top five is um Grun no, says either out of the bottom five four are on point what's the one that's not on point Grun? which movie do you of love of this top of this bottom five you're gonna say the incredible hulk is that what's gonna happen here i think the incredible hulk uh, they should definitely take another run at the hulk they can't though because yeah, universal no. like they can't do a solo movie with him so dumb I mean, we got sort of another, like Thor Ragnarok is like sort of like half a Hulk movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Swap 19, 19 and, and 20. Oh, so you agree with Justin then? Stupid distribution rights. Exactly right, Alejandro. That's what Alejandro says. Stupid distribution rights. Um, so yeah, that is our list. So Justin, before we get out of here on this inaugural, inaugural uh, panels and pictures, uh, what is um, your assignment to me? Uh, House of X and Powers of X. They should both be on Comixology. Well, I think a bunch of them are actually on Marvel No, uh, that, I'm sorry. That's what I meant <laughs> to say is uh, Marvel Unlimited. They should both be on there. Cool. Awesome. Bjax, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun having you in chat. Um, I will read them, and then next time we're here... Um, so, we... Uh, we're going to kind of feel out how this goes. Um, we might end up doing it like every other week or once a month we haven't decided yet what, what exactly what we're going to do we're, gonna, we're kind of piloting stuff out right now so but next week we're going to have a games podcast i believe back to, back to games back to games next week um uh i will say this in mcu news i watched all of agents of shield <laughs> um and am now watching agent carter because i need to get some sort of mcu fix while this is going on um green says bobby i expect a book report and hit us up if you are confused in the end i definitely will 
you need to go back and forth between power and house one issue at a time. Yeah. I think I already knew that, but I will, I know, I know I, this is not my first rodeo. I will definitely have a reading list up in front of me. I know it's Jonathan Hickman. So I know I gotta, I gotta be on my, on my game. This isn't that difficult. I promise. Okay. Okay. It's not, it's not that involved. It's not East of West or whatever. God, one of the other, what well, did he finish? He actually finished East of West. I think. One of the few ones he's actually finished. Oh, did he finish it? I was done reading comics when East West was still going on. So um, the Manhattan Projects or what was that one he did like three issues of and never went back to? The Black Monday Murders. Okay, I, didn't even, I, don't, even, I don't even know what that one is, but there was one that he the was Manhattan, doing. The Manhattan Projects he finished and okay. he also finished East of West, but there was a couple other books he started and he was like, here's two or three issues. Yeah. Never. I remember one that was again. like, that was sort of like bad superheroes that he was doing. The di- well, Groon got the one I was thinking of. It was the dying. Oh of the yeah, dead. the dying of the dead. The dying of the dead. I'd read the first like two issues of or or whatever. Um, Bjack says I'm one of the few people that have genuine love for Agents of Shield and those characters. I ended up really liking it, um, and I do really like the characters a lot actually in Agents of Shield. By the end, I think they do a really good job, and some of them I wish I wish in some ways that that the the rift between the two sides, the TV and the movie sides, hadn't been so deep, because. You know, especially in like the Captain America movies, there's plenty of room for there to be like agents of Shield showing up in you know in those movies, and they just never did because they did a really good job with like some of the Secret Warrior stuff. They did like Secret Warrior stuff in it, so they had um, Daisy Johnson and Yo-Yo Rodriguez, and it was like a slingshot, and it was it was really good. But they just never never finished that off. Um, but, and I just finished the first season of Agent Carter, and it's like legitimately great. Like it's like their movies quality good. So. I don't know. Um, uh, just please let Daredevil come to the proper MCU, even though the show was great. Alejandro says, yeah, I would super love that because Daredevil is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I always want to show up. But they, the thing is, like, if they're going to do Daredevil, they've really got to cut a, figure out a way to be in the sort of like street level world. And whether that's back on like the Marvel, uh, the Disney Plus shows or that's something else, they've got to figure that out because... Yeah. Daredevil doesn't he every once in a while he can work in like an Avengers team up, but he's it's really about plays. that's not yeah, where he plays. He's not where he plays. He plays in that like in that street level. I'm de- defending these like eight blocks. And I think they're like in the issue of, of this Zdarsky run, like Kingpin, like makes a ton of fun of him for it. You know, like because he mentioned something about Hell's Kitchen and 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 Kingpin is like, dude. <laughs> Like, the, the, you, what are you talking about? Like, you're talking about eight blocks. Like, I'm not like you're so I'm so far beyond what the hell you're talking about. You know, that's a Darsky run is so good. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and, and now that the three one thing is, I'm, I'm assuming they'll have like a influx of issues of stuff, which is great. Because I think I'm on like issue 18 or 19. I think is the last issue that's on there. And I don't know where they're at now because I know there was like a. 20, months where they weren't putting anything out so. 23 maybe 20 okay so i'm not that not that far behind no you're not that far behind um so yeah i'm definitely gonna read read more of that yeah uh sometime in february marvel will have the netflix characters back um yeah there's a lot of stuff there i mean like i mean i know they're doing the moon knight show um that's that's the moon knight the she hulk that kind of stuff makes me think that they're gonna have some sort of like street level disney plus like universe thing going on you know, where they can pluck characters out and put them in the bigger movies, but they have characters who are like, um, who are there. Uh, Grun says, don't sleep on Coates run on Captain America. 
Justin, I haven't did you read any of that? No, I haven't that? read it. Okay. Um, it's one of the ones I'll just wait till it's done. Like that whole run is done. I've heard gotcha. good things about it though. Well, I'm sure we'll have assignments from the chat at some point as well um, for, for books to read. But I will read Powers of X and House of X for next time. Next week, we'll be back with a, with a games podcast. Um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Misadventure Land, but without the A in land. It's such a hard thing to say out loud. Um, uh, Misadventureland TV on Instagram and uh, twitch.tv slash Misadventureland. If you're listening to this in podcast form and want to watch us live, um, we do podcasts Monday nights at 9 p.m. That is our scheduled podcast time. Um, we, oh, thank you for the follow, BJAX. Thank you so much. Welcome to Appreciate the carnival. It. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. Hope you come back again. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you'll, you'll see our, our, our schedule. Uh, the rest of this week, uh, Wednesday, I'm going to return to the underworld and play some Hades. Yes. Um, that'll be 9 p.m. Eastern. And then I'm not, I can't stream on Friday because I have uh, previous plans, but Saturday night, I'm going to stream. And I think Cody and at least Cody and I are going to play some more Phasmophobia um, on, on Saturday night at 9 p.m. So look out for that. Um, but until then, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. Until next time, be good to one another. Later. These two great friends of-